1: Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans, and welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to get your fine Buffalo Bills podcasts. My name is John Boccasino, the longtime host of this program, being joined by my longtime colleague and friend, Jamie D'Amico, bringing you some interesting perspectives on the Buffalo Bills as the season marches on. Hard to believe, Jamie, we are nearing the end of our State of the Buffalo Bills offseason series. We are going to do the safeties today, and then we're going to do a a draft preview next week, and we'll come back with a State of the Specialists. So we'll talk about the punter, the kicker, uh, the return game, uh, your gunners, all sorts of special teams talk will be coming up as we conclude our State of the Buffalo Bills position player series. But Jamie, today, this one... Is pretty cut and dry. Uh, it's 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 the most secure unit I feel like on this team outside of quarterback Josh Allen. We're talking about the safeties, and you know it's Micah Hyde, it's Jordan Poyer. Uh, they're both going to be in Buffalo uh, through the end of the twenty twenty three season. And really, how much more secure can you get than having those two
0: anchoring your safety position? There's a strong argument that could be made that they are the best safety tandem in the NFL. Uh, At least they're probably going to be in the top five, minimally. And really, I feel like it's a testament to the front office. They went out and brought these guys in when they came to Buffalo. And Jordan Poyer was not a full-time starter when he was in Cleveland, uh, Micah Hyde had bounced around to a couple of different positions when he was playing for Green Bay in the secondary. There, he always had good ball skills and good hands, but you know he was a slot corner, he was an outside corner, he was a safety. He hadn't really found a home. They brought them to Buffalo, and bam! I mean, they knew what these guys were going to be, and. We as fans have benefited from the excellent scouting done by the Bills front office.
1: When you look at the Sean McDermott Brandon Bean tenure, it's hard to pick more meaningful free agents that the team brought in than Hyde and Poyer. And you know, you're right; these guys were especially when you look at you know Jordan Poyer. I don't think he was appreciated at all um, before he came over. Uh, With his situation in in Cleveland, the Browns were dysfunctional, and he was a good but not great player, whereas Micah Hyde was, again, talented, but really hadn't scratched the surface of his potential until they got reunited here with Leslie Frazier in the 4-3 in Buffalo. And it's really been remarkable to see, again, I said most meaningful free agent signings. When you talk about the fact that not only one, but both of these safeties came over at the exact same time and they're going to be in Buffalo for at least the next two seasons. I I know that Hyde is signed through the 2023 season. I believe Poyer, his contract runs through 2022. But who knows? They could try to find a way to uh, rework his deal and keep him for at least one more year as long as he is productive. You know, These guys, Jamie, are symbolic of what Buffalo has become. They were there during the doldrums. They were there for the team that snapped the drought but really – was more winning games. You know, I mean, they were nine and seven that year. Terod Taylor was the quarterback, but their arrival, what they meant to this franchise in this city, Jamie, it's been remarkable just to see the transformation from possible wild card team sneak into the playoffs to now the Bills have legit Super Bowl aspirations thanks to the back end of that defense.
0: Yes, and what they brought to the team was players that. Offensive coordinators have to game plan around, and that was not something that the Bills had much of. Jerry Hughes, of course, great player, uh, but what did the Bills have at at that time? Um, Trey White was a rookie, so they didn't quite know what they had yet, but Micah Hyde in the deep middle of the the field, he's so good as a ball hawk that offensive coordinators, since he's been in Buffalo— have been trying to figure out ways of not throwing his direction because he's so reliably in the right place at the right time and is so good at at bringing the ball down. Uh he hasn't had the great interception statistics this past season, but the guy is always around the ball in the right position and you know really the Bills have a complex scheme for their defensive backs. Their their coverage is very well disguised and they seem to do it without any mistakes. Now, Jordan Poyer, he doesn't have a big frame, but he plays well in the box. These guys are a lot of fun to watch.
1: They are and and what I love about them so much is as much as you know, you've got some differences and we'll talk about um, what Hi- what Hyde Poyer do well and what their weaknesses are because they're not perfect safeties, clearly. But they are one of the most efficient tandems in the league. And, you know, when you look at what they do, here's what makes it so remarkable, Jamie, to me about these safeties. According to Pro Football Focus last year, they each had the same number of snaps that they took both in the box and lined up deep while sharing exactly 130 snaps in slot coverage which means on any given play, you don't know whether Hyde's going to drop back in coverage, whether Poyer's going to come off a blitz. The versatility and the unexpectedness of which these two guys play, they're so versatile. You can deploy them in the blitz scheme. You can drop them back in coverage. They can help out with a man-to-man assignment. You just don't know where they're going to go and where they're going to be on the field until the ball has been snapped. And I love that they're interchangeable like that. Um, it's it's really a valuable weapon for Leslie Frazier to get to use and deploy for this defense, knowing that on any given snap, you can use these guys however you see fit to attack the opposing offense.
0: We know this administration, the McDermott administration, we'll call it, <laughs> loves the versatility. And they talk about it all the time on, on the offensive line. They want... Guys who can play a variety of positions. But really, with the amount of disguising they do on the back end, it it starts with the safeties being able to actually drop down and play either against the run or in man coverage. There's not a not a lot of safeties in the league that can do all of the above. You know, Jordan Poyer, as I said, he's kind of a, a thinner build, but he has no problem coming up in run support and uh covering tight ends. And you know i i feel like what we're going to do here is gush about these players but i think it's warranted because i i think that we're looking at players who while they didn't begin their careers in buffalo if they get another contract even beyond the extension that they currently have because they're they're playing well into their 30s And by the way, it's a possibility because Micah Hyde in particular doesn't depend on his speed. He depends on instincts and positioning, so he could play for a long time. Do you think there's a possibility that these two could end up as Bill's wall of famers? I would definitely consider
1: um, that as a possibility for making it up onto the, the wall of fame, especially when you consider the contributions to the culture and the winning turnaround that Buffalo has had since 2017. Now they're both young enough. Micah is 30 and Jordan's going to turn 30 in uh, on April 25th. So you figure theoretically they could each play four, maybe five more seasons of peak value football in Buffalo with the Buffalo bills. If they continue to produce at the levels they've produced, I'd be hard pressed. I mean, it might be hard to put them both in, um, I, uh, and which would beg the question, which one you would put in first of the two, because again, there's such valuable contributors, but Jamie, let me point something out to you about this tandem and just how well they have played. It's not only the fact that they have played well when they've been on the field, they've been on the field consistently over the last four years, the total snap counts, uh, percentages of their snap counts compared to the whole snap counts of the defense Jordan Poyer has been on the field 94% of the time, 99%, 94, and 89. Micah is 96, 87, 94, and 92. That is remarkable consistency to come out of your top two safeties. And it's not like they're just out there. They're making game-changing plays for this defense. You know what? Put them both on the wall of fame once time is appropriate. I think they are very deserving candidates.
0: Yeah, the only thing that they might not have working in their favor is length of their tenure with Buffalo. But it's certainly not because of a a lack of production and really popularity, too. Uh, they, They both definitely are regularly praised by, by the bills mafia. The, the only criticism there may be of either of them isn't even a criticism of them. It's that some people don't like uh, Jordan Poyer's wife on Twitter. And, you know, to me that should have no bearing in how you feel about the player at all.
1: Yeah. Leave, leave all that off the field. You know, that's,
0: this is, you know, and, and, and hey,
1: people are entitled to their opinions Um, she has her opinions. We have our opinions here on believe and our opinions are that Poyer and Hyde are incredibly talented and a great tandem, uh, for the Buffalo bills at their safeties. Let's start though, since you did mention Jordan Poyer, let's start with Jordan and go through what we, how about this? Let's pick out a weakness first before we gush, because we do tend to go more positive and optimistic, uh, when it comes to our, um, our players here. So when it comes to Poyer, what would you say, Jamie, is your one criticism, if you will, of what maybe an area where he could get better?
0: This isn't a huge criticism, but because he doesn't have a large build, I would like to see him be a little bit more physical with tight ends. Uh, when they're going out into their patterns, a lot of times they can use their size advantage to box him out. And I don't know that that's something that you can necessarily improve upon. But it is what it is, and that, you know, uh I, I would like to see him be able to maybe knock them off the routes and maybe overpower them at at the catch point with with a little bit more consistency, though here's the thing. These are these are very complete players, so the criticisms are going to be I guess my criticism is sort of half-hearted. What what do you think? Yeah, I would
1: say that I wish Poyer had a little bit more range uh, when it came to his coverage abilities. You know, he spends a lot more time as the true free safety dropping back at the deepest level of coverage, meaning that they're going to trust him to take the time to read and react and make the play that's necessary versus hide as someone who can stick like glue uh, with someone a little bit better when you put him in a tighter situation uh, for coverage downfield. So I would say if I could get a little bit more range and a little bit better coverage ability, From Jordan Poyer, that's my one very slight critique of what I'd like to see as a as a Bills fan. But again, you can't really complain about what Jordan Poyer brings to the table because he, if anything, I I also want to see him get more respect uh, when it comes to uh, people and the fan voting and for the Pro Bowl and everything because he was a snub last year. Again, for what it's worth, in the Pro Bowl is a joke, but Jordan Poyer's play was Pro Bowl level last year, and to not get recognition for what he meant uh, for this defense. I mean, when passes were completed against him, he gave up 7.8 yards per reception, one of the best rates in the league. Uh, he's an incredibly reliable tackler. Uh, he, he very rarely has blown tackles against him. And I think he's arguably the most underrated uh, safety uh, in the league. So that's kind of my, you know, my state of, of Jordan Poyer, uh when it comes to what he could do to get better. Now let's gush a little bit. What do you like about Poyer? You've mentioned a lot. So far, but give me like, what's your favorite part about what Poyer brings
0: to this? Uh, My favorite part. Well, it's twofold. The versatility, because he can do just about anything out there. But the other thing is, uh, he is just so well positioned. He's where he needs to be. He's in position to make plays on the football, to make tackles. The guy knows what's going on all around him. And he's always in the right spot.
1: Johnny on the spot. It's a good, good trade to have for uh, for Jordan. I'll go with something besides the fact that again we know that he is incredibly reliable and he does he doesn't give up big plays. He doesn't get burned for the deep ball uh, when the passes are completed. Jordan Poyer is such an underrated run defender mm-hmm. when it comes to this defense. He is so apt and so prone to just get his nose where it needs to be and to make the big play to deny the opposing ground game. I love his run defense. I love his consistency as a run defender. And, you know, I just feel like that the, the the thing is these two, when you picture a safety tandem, I like to imagine a rubber band where if one is going back, the other is able to adjust and react with that and stay in step. And I feel like that's exactly the perfect uh, analogy for Poyer and Hyde. They are the rubber band. They know how to read each other's plays. They instinctually react to each other on the field, and the Bills' defense is much better off for it.
0: Absolutely. I, and and I like that. I, I think that you brought up a great point about Poyer and that he is very good at his run fills.
1: And, and it shows with the fact that he had 124 tackles uh, last season, 91 of them solo, fifth most among defenders. So he clearly is, again, one of those guys who's good at just wrapping up the ball carrier, and making those big tackles. Now, switching over to Mike, and, and I, w- I will say too, I want to give credit to Poyer, who also, for as much of a stud as he is in the safety, is a really solid, underrated special teams contributor too, which you don't get to say a lot for guys who are potential pro bowler starters that they're good at the special teams game as well.
0: Yeah, that that is often overlooked. In fact, until you brought it up, I kind of forgot that that was something that he did because when we're talking about... Special teams, I'm focused on guys like Jaquan Johnson, for example, another safety on on the Bills uh, who plays a lot of snaps.
1: Now, when it comes to uh, let's let's give some due to Micah Hyde as well. We've been gushing about Poyer Um, before we do the praise, I guess. What's your criticism of Micah Hyde? What would you like to see him do a little bit differently?
0: He's not a speedster, you know, I, when there's guys that get a step on him, especially the really fast ones, you know, he's, he's going to have a hard time catching up. Um, You know, it sort of is what it is there. Uh, But, you know, it's, it's hard to criticize these guys. Like I said,
1: yeah, I am actually struggling to come up with a better uh, critique of Hyde other than he's no, he's not as stout of a run defender as, as Poyer is, but very few safeties will match up well with what Jordan does in the uh, in the run stuffing department. I, I'd i rather po- focus on the fact that I think Hyde has just been such a game changer, you know, for for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, he's just as good of a tackler uh, as Jordan Poyer out there. Um, he really, you know, I guess he could get a little bit better, like you said, in the man cover game. Um, he can sometimes be a little bit susceptible when he is a one on one coverage to getting burned by a quicker faster wide receiver but then you look at just how great he is as that free safety as that deep safety in their zone coverage and I know the picks aren't there I know he only had one interception in 2019 and one interception in 2020 but the biggest thing is I don't think teams are throwing his way because they know that if they do it's going it's like throwing into a black
0: hole absolutely and that is what I love about him is that he's got great hands. He's very good at tracking the football, and man, he squeezes it when he has an opportunity. And that's why the Bills had been using him, not this past season, of course, but going back a couple of years ago, they were using him as a a punt returner. And thank God he mostly called fair catches when he did that, but uh, he's got very reliable hands. And that's really something that your secondary needs, because breaking up passes is great. But when you are able to come down with the interception, it changes the complexion of the game. It can absolutely give momentum to your side. And that's just, you can't say enough about a guy who can come down with the interceptions and even put on a decent return.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. And I think we'll see more interceptions coming Hyde's way if the pass rush is able to, uh, to improve itself in 2021 because of the fact that the picks, the passes will be thrown their way and Hyde's got those surefire hands where he can come up with those interceptions. And, you know, when teams do test Micah Hyde, he's really good in pass coverage. Again, using pro football focus, he had a passer rating of 67 against him when targeted last season. He only allowed one touchdown in coverage as well. One touchdown. Now that's remarkable. Uh, there was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers safety who gave up three to Tyreek Hill in the first quarter uh, in that game last year during the regular season. High gave up one all year.
0: Man, <laughs> three in the first quarter. But it's Tyreek Hill. I mean, <laughs> if if that were to happen to Micah Hyde and it were Tyreek Hill doing it, I, I don't think I'd feel that bad. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is
1: a freak of nature out there at the speed. So it's it's hard to uh, to fault someone for getting burned that frequently, but Hyde and Poyer don't have that. They don't have those big play uh, abilities that take place against them. They're just, they're so good at keeping things in front of them. And another thing, Jamie, I want to point out, you, you would think that with all the praise we're gushing on Poyer and Hyde, that they would be an albatross on the salary cap, but they're not. They're really the 13th and 14th rated safeties per year amongst all the safeties in the league which gives them even more value because safety is a position where you can overpay for a Jamal Adams. You can overpay for a guy who's a game changer, and the Bills don't have to worry about that. So I love the bang for the buck.
0: Yeah, you know, another testament to the front office being able to put together some good contracts. And, you know, they weren't the most sought after free agents and it's probably commensurate with what they were making previously, but I would say the quality of their play probably dictates that if they were to go out on the open market, they could probably make more money, but Hey, this is a bills team that the players don't want to leave and players from other teams want to come to everything seems to be coming up. Millhouse right now. Love
1: that Simpsons reference, buddy. You always know how to put a smile with those great pop culture references and really, That's true when it comes to Hyde and Poyer, and how much they mean to this defense. They're, again, such a versatile tandem for Buffalo. When it comes to the state of the safeties, Jamie, there is definitely some room for concern, though, once you get past the top two, and especially with Dean Marlowe departing for the Detroit Lions uh, this offseason. I was really hoping the Bills could find a way to bring back Marlowe on a one- or a two-year deal, of course, trying to be cap-friendly because he plays such a valuable role on this team last year. 22% of the snaps Marlowe took, filling in as a backup for both Poyer and Hyde when needed. That's a large percentage of snaps to be turning over to a pretty green back end of the roster when you consider Jaquan Johnson and Josh Thomas- technically Saran Neal but he's more of a full-time cornerback so you're talking about Thomas and you're talking about Jaquan Johnson as the only depth behind Buffalo starters how worried are you about that depth and do you think they're going to turn to the draft to bring somebody in to fill in for uh for Marlowe
0: I'm not worried about it as a matter of fact now Marlowe has been a valuable piece of the puzzle in Leslie Frazier's defense but I think that this was a decision by the Bills front office to move on from him to potentially find a more athletic reserve than than Marlowe. And really, I think going into his third season, they are ready to start putting Jaquan Johnson on the field. In very limited duty, he has shown that he also plays a good center field, and he's a very valuable special teams player. I think they're probably looking to get um, to get a little bit more roster flexibility by having guys that can both play a backup position and uh, play the special teams well. I don't think there's going to be a drop off. I think you will see them look to the draft to try to bring somebody in. But you know, Marlowe signed for basically a vet minimum contract, and the Bills could have certainly matched that. They made the conscious decision. To let him go because they're looking for better athletes. I was surprised, but I don't. I don't mind where they're going with it.
1: Yeah, listen. If if you recall, uh, last year we did our developmental prospects podcast talking about guys on the roster who you know could surprise and exceed expectations that were not a first, second, third, or fourth round draft pick. Jaquan Johnson was a popular pick for both of us because of his athleticism and what he showed at the U. Uh, being a college star as a safety, I feel perfectly fine if he, I think he he would have probably, um, I mean, he was competing with Dean Marlowe for that third safety. And this is the chance I think he needs to really step through and become that third safety for the Buffalo Bills. He's quick enough. He's good in coverage. Uh, he can also be a good center fielder, like you talked about when it comes to the depth and the range that he shows out there. He really is a true safety prospect and somebody that I th- feel like have every opportunity to make a, a good impression in training camp. And again, it's limited what we've seen from him outside of special teams, what he's actually shown as being a safety. He's only played roughly 5% of the snaps last year in the safety position, but I feel like he's going to really have that opportunity to prove himself. And I like what he brings to the table with his just quickness uh, and he doesn't get beat uh, very often. So those are traits you want to have uh, from your safety, especially at the third position. So I think we both agree that Jaquan Johnson is going to have some opportunities in front of him to step up and, uh, and really take over the role of Dean Marlowe. Um, the draft will be a good place to bring in some depth competition because I really don't feel like Josh Thomas is anything more than special teams. You know, he spent the entire season on the practice squad. He did see special teams action in two games. He signed a reserves contract at the end of the season, But I don't think he's anything more than just roster depth uh, versus what they can replace via the draft to make the safety position stronger.
0: He's just a guy and replaceable. Two words I cannot
1: say about you, Jamie. You are not just a guy and you are not replaceable.
0: (laughs) Got to put some. (laughs) I appreciate that. Well,
1: you know, it's a it's true words out there. It's a true testament to my colleague here as we're talking about believe the state of the safeties. This is really a pretty easy podcast to run through given the strength of Hyde and Poyer. Jaquan Johnson has the ability to step up as that developmental prospect and be that third safety that Buffalo needs. They will probably turn to the draft to bring in competition for the back end with Josh Thomas, the lone safety on the roster besides the three we've mentioned here. Jamie, that will do it for our state of the safeties position. Feel uh, feel pretty good about where this unit's at and uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what the tandem of Hyde and Poyer can continue to do to wreak havoc on passing games. Thank you all for listening. What a fun
0: time this was, John.
1: It's our last podcast before the draft. We'll be back next week here on Believe. If you have thoughts, by the way, on states of the safeties, get involved on Twitter. Jamie is at the Jamie D'Amico, and I am at John Boccasino. You can also comment. On our articles on BuffaloRumblings.com. We implore you, come back next week. Hear what draft nick Jamie D'Amico and draft impersonator John Baccasino have to say about the Buffalo Bills 2021 draft prospects on next week's episode of Believe a Buffalo Bills fan podcast.
0: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of.